Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago. And in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. Welcome in. Nuana's now. Happy Martin Luther King Day, everybody. I know uh, quite a few of you were working today. Quite a few of you were not working today. Either way, certainly a day worth remembering and celebrating, and we'll do all that here today on Nuana's Now and also talk our way around the world of sports, usually on Mondays here at ESPN Radio. We're getting you all caught up on what is almost always jam-packed weekends of sports. Not so much around the state of Montana. There was certainly some high school hoops, and we'll get to that. Uh, some of the be- best results from over the weekend, some of the top performers. Also, some good pieces of news from uh, d- various elements of the coaching world. But usually, our headliners here are the Big Sky Conference schools here in the state of Montana. The Grizz and the Bobcats, you already know that. 
And there was no Grizzly Bobcat hoops this weekend. So um, there is a fair amount of hoops going on today in the Big Sky Conference. All, all these uh, replays and and uh, reschedulings, they're going to take place on Mondays, which is going to be awkward. So we'll keep you up to date as much as we possibly can. So on that note, though, we're going to get things kicked off today here with the Montana Football and Basketball Hour. I said last week that it was going to be our last football hour for the week and for the season. But instead, going to keep it going because there was a couple big pieces of news, plus uh, the transfer portal all the way across the country is going off and uh, a couple additions that, that bring up key talking points here in the state of Montana. So we will talk about um, a couple of those as well. And then, of course, because it is a Monday, the second hour of today's show will feature the Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty Marty Morningwig, longtime offensive coordinator in the NFL, spent 27 seasons in the NFL uh, during his famous and illustrious career. And uh, he's got a lot of thoughts on just what it means to be in the NFL playoffs, what some of the challenges are in the NFL playoffs, and some of the results. Uh, hell of a weekend this weekend. Some really entertaining games, maybe some ones that weren't so entertaining, but uh, even if 47-17 is not a close score, it's at the same time anomalous and almost glorious to watch <laughs> the New England Patriots lose by four and a half touchdowns on uh, a, a Saturday night game. So we'll get to that and all the other results from around uh, the NFL as well uh, with Coach Marty. One thing that I've talked about uh, pretty extensively here on ESPN Radio is just some of the, the overlay between uh, sports and culture and uh, some of the, the acclimation that happens, some of the, the multiculturalism that's put on display through sports. Uh, so oftentimes, especially in rural communities in America, uh, some of the minorities that, that live in those communities, particularly college towns like Missoula and Bozeman, they came to play sports or, or there was an attraction from sports. And I also think that when, with all this uprising and uh, the state of disrest, which I'm not here to debate the validity of any of all that, I think that any time and every time humans want their voice to be heard, um, there's a variety of ways of going about that, but I think that that is a good thing uh, in general. But all, all that's to say, though, uh, with sort of all the different things that became such talking points over the last couple of years, I think that the people in the sports world were perhaps the ones they were the most thrown off and maybe the most um, disheartened or, or or taken aback because so often in life, anything that stems from feelings of hate mostly stem from feelings of ignorance. It's just like with any human that you could possibly come across. Most oftentimes, if you get to know somebody, you're going to probably like them a little bit more than dislike them. And I know that the old saying is, you know, the more you get to know somebody, maybe the more that they stink, so to speak. But I don't, I've never bought into that. Also, though, I just think that some of the best examples of how people from different backgrounds, different races, cultures, all that can come together and do come together, especially for our firsthand examples here in Montana, exist in sports. You know, like you look at the Grizz Hoops team right now, and they got three uh, guys from, that are international players. They got a guy from Australia and Josh Bannon. They also got a bunch of guys from Southern California. And then they got a guy from Bozeman, Montana, Mac Anderson. Those guys all coming together. You know, same thing with the Bobcats. They got three guys from the United Kingdom. And then they also have guys from all over the United States. And they also have guys from, from in state. And, you know, the Grizz football team, the Bobcat football team, they're such a, 
a coalescing of cultures, such a meshing of it. And so that's why I think that you know, Martin Luther King Day is an important day to celebrate, no matter what, because I do think that uh, the work and the change that Martin Luther King did, uh, is, it still resonates today. I think at the same time, it displays how far we've come and how far we still need to go. But also, so many of the sports that we enjoy, so many of the awesome competitions that, that we make into our hobbies and our passions and our lives, it wouldn't have been possible without civil rights leaders like Dr. Martin Luther King. And, uh, you know, the NBA is a great example as well. The NBA always plays a whole slate of games here uh, on MLK Day. And it's always a great tribute uh, to a man that did lose his life in a tragic fashion. But again, that also fought for so many different things, particularly equality. And I think that the reason that Martin Luther King's message resonates, uh, maybe even beyond all of the other peers that he had. I mean, Malcolm X was a transformative figure during the time. Of course, Muhammad Ali. And of course, guys like John Lewis, who then went on to become a congressman and working on the Capitol Hill for decades and decades and decades before passing away this last year. All those guys also made enormous impacts. But but Martin Luther King, both because of his assassination, but also just because of the way that he did it, not only with with unbelievably articulate and powerful proclamations uh, and visions, but also because he did it peacefully and he did it in love. He did it with love. And I think that's the thing that resonates the most with Dr. Martin Luther King's message. So I've made it a tradition around here on Nuanez now that we will uh, always play Dr. King's famous speech uh, from the March of Dimes in Washington all the way back to 1954. Crazy, it was that long ago. It's only about seven minutes long, uh, but I've, I've done this last couple years, and I just think it's important to hear the words again because, again, I would reemphasize that at the same time, so much of what Dr. King preached and what he wanted and, and what he desired for us and the equality that he strived for, there has been so much progress made. You look across the landscape of sports, particularly professional sports, and and rosters are just almost completely defined by minority standouts, including mostly African-American players when it comes to the NFL and the NBA. And I think that a lot of those roads could not have been walked without the road that Martin Luther King paved. Um but I think it also reminds us when you, when you listen to this just how far we still yet have to come as well. I mean, these words still resonate today. They still are a good reminder, and they, they still are um, prophetic in, in certain ways. At least I hope so. At least I hope that, that uh, the vision that he once saw for all of us, although we've, we've grown closer to it, I hope that we continue uh, to strive for it. It is Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. We're going to jump into the Montana football and basketball hour here in just a minute, but just a couple thoughts here uh, on Martin Luther King Day, uh, honoring Dr. King. I don't know. I know we've had some uh, some stuff going on there in the back, but can we play this speech? Is that good? We are going to play I Have a Dream from March of, the March of Dimes rally in Washington, D.C., dating back to 1954 here on ESPN Radio. Please enjoy Martin Luther King's famous speech here on a day honoring a wonderful and impactful man. I have the pleasure to present to you Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr. I am happy to join with you today 
in what will go down in history as the greatest demonstration for freedom in the history of our nation. Five score years ago, a great American in whose symbolic shadow we stand today signed the Emancipation Proclamation. This momentous decree came as a great beacon light of hope to millions of Negro slaves who had been seared in the flames of withering injustice. It came as a joyous daybreak to end the long night of their captivity. But 100 years later, the Negro still is not free. 100 years later, the life of the Negro is still sadly crippled by the manacles of segregation and the chains of discrimination. 100 years later, the Negro lives on a lonely island of poverty. I have a dream that one day this nation will rise up and live out the true meaning of its creed. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. I have a dream that one day on the red hills of Georgia, sons of former slaves and the sons of former slave owners will be sit down together at the table of brotherhood. I have a dream that one day even the state of Mississippi, a state sweltering with the heat of injustice, sweltering with the heat of oppression, will be transformed into an oasis of freedom and justice. I have a dream. One day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. I have a dream today. I have a dream that one day, down in Alabama, with its vicious races, with its governor having his lips dripping with the word, and nullification. One day right there in Alabama, little black boys and black girls will be able to join hands with little white boys and white girls as sisters and brothers. I have a dream today. I have a dream that one day every valley shall be exalted. Every hill and mountain shall be made will be made plain, and the crooked places will be made straight, and the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh shall see it together. This is our hope.
With this faith, we will be able to work together, to pray together, to struggle together, to go to jail together, to stand up for freedom together, knowing that we will be free one day. This will be the day, this will be the day when all of God's children will be able to sing with new meaning, my country tears of thee. Land where my fathers died, land of the pilgrim's pride. From every mountainside, let freedom ring. And if America is to be a great nation, this must become true. And so let freedom ring. From the prodigious hilltops of New Hampshire, let freedom ring. From the mighty mountains of New York, let freedom ring from the heightening Alleghenies of Pennsylvania. Let freedom ring from the snow-capped Rockies of Colorado. Let freedom ring from the curvaceous slopes of California. But not only that, let freedom ring from Stone Mountain of Georgia. Let freedom ring from Lookout Mountain of Tennessee. Let freedom ring from every hill and mole hill of from every mountainside, let freedom ring when we When we allow freedom ring, when we let it ring from every village and every hamlet, from every state and every city, we will be able to speed up that day when all of God's children, black men and white men, Jews and Gentiles, Protestants and Catholics, will be able to join hands and sing in the words of the old Negro spiritual, free at last, free at last, thank God Almighty, free at There you go. The famous, unforgettable, legendary speech, Martin Luther King, given back in 1954 at the March of Dimes in Washington, D.C., Still powerful to this day. Unbelievable. I hope you enjoyed that. I, I enjoy doing it every year. Uh, I know that it's not sports talk radio, but it is only six and a half minutes long, and I think it's important. I think it's important to remember, and I think that uh, so much of what we do here would not be possible. We would not be sitting here today if it wasn't for Dr. Martin Luther King and many of the the men and women who fought for civil rights and, and fought for change and, and continue to fight for change to this day. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio as well as SWX Montana Television. I'm Coulter Nuanas. We're coming to you from the Northwest Motorsports Studio. Appreciate you being here with us here on a Monday. You want to stream the show? You want to be a part of the show? You can always do both. You can stream the show, any of your mobile devices, your cell phone or your tablet or your computer, by going to our station website, 1029ESPN.com. You'll also find our podcast there as well. Links actually to all of our podcasts there. So you can check all those out. We knew, we uh, archive Nuanas now each and every day here. Uh, then we also, though, um, still have our Grizz Greats, a couple versions of those up there as well. And uh, stay tuned. Upcoming editions as well. You want to be a part of the show? You can call us or text us, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. I'll guess will join us via the Rangish Brothers RV phone line. And you can also watch us on YouTube. Fun stuff coming up both in today's show this week and throughout this upcoming sports season. 
We got a cool giveaway. We're going to give you details on it a little later on this week. But I got a sweet prize for you. We always got sweet prizes for you. But I got a prize package this time that includes a $50 gift card to Dazzler's Car Wash, best car wash in Missoula. And got a pair of tickets to Snowball, a pair of lift tickets. Get it steep and deep up there at the bowl. Uh, so that'd be a fun one. Maybe you go drive up to the bowl, ski a little bit, and go get your car wash. Sometimes the road gets a little muddy. So that'd be a good combo. Either way, a couple sweet prizes for you. We'll keep your prize and uh, update you a little later on uh, this week on what you're going to need to do. But mostly, remember that text line because it's going to involve texting us, 406-888-1029, and uh, we'll get you all entered in for our upcoming latest giveaway. Let's dive into it. Montana basketball hours. It's going to be the Montana basketball and football hour because we have some basketball stuff to get to as well as we got some college football stuff to get to. One of the most um, resonating hires in the history of Frontier Conference football made over the weekend, Jerome Sowers, formerly of Northern Arizona, former defensive coordinator for the Montana Grizzlies. He lands at Montana State Northern up in Haver. And uh, efforting Jerome for joining us here on Nuanas Now later this week. But uh, we will hear from Jerome so- sooner than later, I promise you that. But congratulations to him, new head coach at MSU Northern. So we'll break that down a little bit. Plus some transfer portal additions for both the Bobcats and the Grizzlies that uh, will certainly have ramifications. Uh, the Grizzlies landed four guys now, including a, a new quarterback, a couple pair, a pair of DBs, uh, as well as a receiver. And uh, the Bobcats... They got the man, Tommy Malak, coming back, yet they still are bringing in a quarterback, and not just any quarterback, a guy who has a ton of familiarity with Brent Vegan, Montana State now soon-to-be second-year head coach. So we'll we'll analyze all of that stuff uh, as well and also give you some updates on what's going on around the Big Sky Conference too. But first, let's talk some high school hoops. So this portion of it is the Montana Basketball Hour. It is presented by the Advocates. You may not need them now, but when you do, know that the advocates will be there for you. You didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you certainly deserve an advocate. Call the advocates today, 406-640-4444, or you can visit online, montanaadvocates.com. Remember, you deserve an advocate. A couple notes from around the high school basketball world. First and foremost, long-anticipated... Uh, a sigh of relief for many, many basketball fans, media members, and uh, et cetera around the Treasure State this afternoon. The MHSA meetings are being held in Butte today, and a couple uh, landmark amendments on the docket, and both of them pass. Well, I'll give you the, the second piece of news first because we're not going to necessarily have much dialogue on that, and then we'll have a little bit of dialogue on the piece of news in this. First of all, one decision made by the Montana High School Association. High school baseball will be added to the docket for sports yeah, here in Montana. So, for so long, American Legion baseball uh, has been the, the dominant classification for teenagers and there was also a little spike up of, of Babe Ruth and Cal Ripken leagues for like U18 and U16s, but mostly it's been Legion and American Legion's high level of, of baseball, to be sure. It's also an incredibly long season. That helps develop prospects, and actually a fair amount of guys from Montana do get looks in the minor leagues 
because they are playing sort of this this 90-plus game season, so that they're more sort of acclimated to a professional style at an early age. That said, though, the 90-game season also has deterred a lot of multi-sport athletes here in the state of Montana, myself included from way back in the day, from pursuing American Legion past a certain age because I guess this moment in time when you're going to be a junior or a senior, and let's say you're a starter on the varsity football team. Well, the American Legion season always goes well into football, and so there was always a squabble between the coaches and you know the best of the best of the best athletes. They can figure out a way to make it work, but it's not necessarily conducive to being prepared for your high school football seasons playing American Legion and vice versa. You can't give your full time to uh, baseball if you're – grinding through football summer camps and, and uh, you know, fall camp and all that stuff. So, you know, I, I do think that the addition of baseball opens up a lot of new opportunities for athletes around the state of Montana because now you there still will be guys that play high school baseball and play for the American Legion teams here uh, around the state. I'm also interested to see how this impacts the scheduling for American Legion baseball as well. All that said, though, uh, there still is some huge challenges here. I mean, baseball has had dwindling dwindling numbers, but maybe there'll be a little spike because it isn't such a time commitment. Uh, but also, there's also just the weather issues and all that. But as we already know, softball has been an MHSA sport for decades, and, and they have similar weather and scheduling and crossover issues with a lot of the ASA stuff. And uh, softball is just fine in Montana. In fact, it's one of the best spring sports that the MHSA sponsors. So um, I think baseball will be fine. But... We buried the lead. We're 24 minutes into this show. The news of the day when it comes to the MHSA meetings in Butte. Montana, finally, at long last, has added a shot clock. Both varsity and sub-varsity, both Andrew Houghton, our producer, and Jeff Safford, voice of the Paladins, who, by the way, this is his first uh, day here now full-time at ESPN Missoula. So very happy to have Jeff on board. He's going to be filling a variety of roles, of course, He'll be calling paddleheads in the summer, but he'll also be helping us out call some Grizz hockey when they're on the road, some Grizz lacrosse, which, by the way, that season starts here um, later in February, which is pretty crazy. Uh, But both those guys, by the way, (laughs) were just doing a little happy dance because if you've ever worked in the media particularly, but ever just, you know, consumed high school basketball in the state of Montana, it's funny because football has become the premier sport in Montana, the most visible sport because of the, the the success of the Division One college football teams here. But Montana, in its essence, I think most people would argue, is actually a basketball state. And so many of the great players, particularly in women's basketball, have, have come out of the state of Montana. I mean, so many of the great players for the Lady Grizz particularly have been in-state products. And you know, you're talking, you know, nationally recognized players. Like Shannon Kate was a first-team All-American back in the day when she played for Lady Grizz coming out of Billings, Montana. But it's not all sunshine and rainbows when it comes to shot clocks in the state of Montana because, while in premise, this is a good thing. It's going to make games more consumable. It's going to make scheduling so much easier. There was no real limit on how long games could last because of the shot clocks. I mean, obviously, there's the four eight-minute quarters but you would have games that would just be inordinately long because of the pace of play and fouling and the way that you can control the clock. Now you're going to have such a more efficient pace of play. I think it's going to make double headers that include boys and girls basketball matchups much more efficient because now you can actually promise that you'll have, um, you know, you could have a boys and a girls basketball game with a, an in-between 
uh, the last three and a half or four hours rather than five, six. I mean, I think that's going to help the crowds grow. It's just going to help the aesthetic appeal of the game. It's going to make it more uh, consumer-friendly for the fans. All that said, though, there's going to be some major hiccups because you're talking about over 100 Class C high schools, all of them in towns of 1,000 or less people. Who's going to operate the shot clock? Who's going to install the shot clock? Who's going to train these people how to use the shot clock? Where's the validity as well as the morals and ethics and consistency in shot clocks? It's not as if the uh, Montana High School Officials Association is going to have an arsenal of shot clock operators to go do one of the 97 games that happen on a Tuesday or Thursday night in Montana. So it's going to have to be volunteers from each high school. Again, that's great in premise. What happens when the person doesn't know how to do it? What happens when they're inconsistent in operating it? Again, it seems like a simple task. I'm just promising you that there will be some hiccups, and I also bet you in certain places, I'm not going to name names, but there's some towns in this state that have um, incredible pride in their communities that also take high school sports incredibly serious, and uh, I think that there'll be at least a a temptation to have some, uh, how would you say, Shot clock shenanigans. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see what the the consistency in, in both quality and um, just how smooth it can be when it comes to shot clock operating. We'll see. But it is a step in the right direction. There's no doubt about it. There's so many good parts about all of this. So hopefully it gets smoothed out and smoothed over in, in short form. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Thanks for hanging out with us here on a Monday, it is Martin Luther King Day, so happy MLK Day to everybody if you had to work. Uh, okay, and if you didn't, congratulations. Either way, it's a day worth remembering for sure, especially for us uh, here in the sports world. We're marching through the Montana Basketball and Football Hour, talking hoops right now. The Montana Basketball Hour is presented by the Advocates. If you get an auto accident, you need some representation. The Advocates will take your case. They'll work on it like it's going to trial no matter what. And that it's no cost to you. All you have to do is call them to get advice. You didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you definitely deserve an advocate. Call the advocates today, 406-640-4444. Or you can visit online at montanaadvocates.com. How are we doing back here, boys? Are we, are we doing okay? We can, we can, are we able to? We got all three of my favorite guys back here now. We got Tommy's in the, in the studio now, too. So if Andrew, Tommy, and yeah. Jeff are in the same room, does that mean the world is getting close to ending? Who's supposed to fix anything if all you guys are in one spot? What, what you're seeing is akin <laughs> to the NASA moon landing, when you've got the three brightest minds on the face of the planet in one space. And it's all because of this damn radio show, Coulter. I mean, you should I, feel proud, brother. I, I, I do feel proud. My question is, we can totally keep talking high school hoops. I just didn't know if we if, if we got this or should we take a break? I, I, you're the producer, so I'll let you make let, the Decision. Let's just be open with the audience here. Yeah, We're yeah. going to pull the curtain back here. You're <laughs> behind great. the engineering operations uh, uh, scene. We're going to try to fire this block. Okay. And if you don't hear anything <laughs> after about six to eight seconds, you're going to wrap this segment gonna, too, uh, and we'll and we'll continue on troubleshooting. Okay, great. We're going to attempt to take a break right now, and uh, we either will, and we'll be right back, or we won't, and I'll keep talking. Either way, keep it right here. 102.9 ESPN Missoula. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. 
With the Treasure State's Division I hoops teams on pause, several other pieces of coaching news took center stage over the weekend. Hello, I'm Coulter Nuanez. In perhaps the splashiest hire in Frontier Conference football history, the Montana State Northern Lights football program will be led by one of the most well-known coaches in the recent history of the Big Sky Conference. Jerome Sowers, a man who led Northern Arizona as its head coach for 21 seasons, has accepted the head position at Northern in Haver. Sowers is the all-time leader in the Big Sky in wins with 125 victories before taking over at NAU. Sowers spent 1986 to 1997 as a defensive assistant at Montana, including serving as Don Reed's defensive coordinator from 1989 until 1997. Sowers was the defensive coordinator at UM when the Grizz won their first national title in 1995. They famously coached safeties for the Grizz, helping mentor legends like Tim Houck, Todd Erickson, and Blaine McElmurray. The NAIA lost a true legend over the weekend with the passing of longtime Lewis and Clark State head baseball coach Ed Sheff. Sheff, a Butte native, is regarded as one of the greatest college baseball coaches in history. Sheff led LC State to 16 national titles and helped the program produce 72 All-Americans and 114 drafted players. And finally, speaking of former Grizz safeties, former All-American Colt Anderson, also a Butte native, helped lead the Cincinnati Bengals to their first playoff win in 31 years. Anderson is an assistant coach on Zach Taylor's staff. This 102.9 ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Aspen Sound. What up, Montana? Welcome back. Happy Monday. Happy Martin Luther King Day. Hope you're having yourself an outstanding start to the week. We're doing pretty fine around here. I didn't know what to do with myself over the weekend, though. There was no Big Sky hoops to cover, so I went to a movie. Crazy. I haven't been to a movie in forever. I felt like a fish out of water. Get to that maybe a little later on. I'm Coulter Nuanas coming to you from the Northwest Motorsports Studio. Appreciate you being here. I, I said last week that was our last Montana football hour of the season, but that's not true because only single games on the schedule for the Bobcat and Grizz basketball teams over the weekend. All of them against Southern Utah. Lady Grizz are supposed to play in Cedar City on Thursday against the first place, don't look now, but the first place Southern Utah Thunderbirds. Grizz men are supposed to host Southern Utah. A game with some pretty rich storylines considering SUU swept Montana last year to start Big Sky Conference play, which was sort of the tone setter for SUU uh, to cruise to their, I should say cruise, but fight their way and eventually win their first Big Sky Conference regular season title. But both those games last Thursday postponed. They've been rescheduled for Monday, February 7th. And then uh, on the Bobcat side of things, the MSU women were supposed to play and Cedar City on Saturday, and the SUU men were supposed to be in Bozeman on Saturday. Neither of those things happened either. Therefore, that sort of cleared the schedule for us, um, but that's never anything that we really like. Uh, you know, That's one thing about my job is that I love that part of the job. Going to the games is like the best part. That's what you, you do it for, to go see everybody compete. I mean, I always think to myself, anytime I'm feeling sluggish or tired, man, what would I be doing on a Thursday night? If I didn't work at ESPN Radio or if I didn't run Skyline Sports, why would I be going to the Grizz basketball game? <laughs> and I'd probably just have a worse seat <laughs> than I do now. This way I get to sit courtside and I get to talk to all the players and coaches afterwards. Pretty sweet gig. So it's not as if I was relishing not having the games. It was just a little bit weird. But on that note, though, to update you, here's what went down 
uh, in men's hoops over the weekend. Um, the only game on Thursday for men's hoops was Idaho at Weber State. Weber State won that one, 84-74. Then Saturday we had two games. Sacramento State lost to Portland State. First time out for Portland State in quite some time. Both the PSU men and women have had tons of cancellations. But Portland State beat Sac State in Sacramento 67-62. And then in the nightcap, Idaho State, man, out of nowhere. Battle of the Domes. Bengals get their first Division I win. This is a team that was averaging 54 points per game coming into this thing. They drop 81 on the Vandals. And uh, the perplexing struggles for the University of Idaho continue in men's hoops. I know they've had some, some volatility in the coaching ranks. I thought it was a little bit rash and maybe unjustifiable that they fired Don Verlin, who was a really good coach and, and led them to pretty solid uh, performance. And uh, since then, they just have not been any form of competitive. They've had a lot of guys enter the portal. But, I mean, who hasn't? Everybody has. So then Idaho, their their trek does not get any easier. Again, they were already at Weber Thursday at um, Idaho State on Saturday, and now Idaho's got NAU tonight. That game kicks here in about an hour and a half, 6 p.m. Uh, Mountain Standard Time from Flagstaff. So in Utah, by the way, they're going to be the kings of the Monday games here pretty soon because uh, they play one this week, and then they play one in two weeks against Montana as well. So Utah plays Portland State tonight uh, in Cedar City. And then the third Monday night game includes Weber State at Idaho State. So three makeup games tonight on the men's side of things in Big Sky Conference men's hoops. And uh, then on the women's side of things, last week um, we had a whole bunch of games on Thursday that didn't happen, but a couple did. Idaho State drilled Eastern Washington in women's basketball last Thursday, 87-66. And then the Idaho women, a good win over Weber State. Weber State's been sort of the surprise of the league in the women's league. And the other surprise has been Idaho just being not good. I mean, Idaho is 1-10 out the gates, even though they're supposed to be one of the conference favorites with Beyonce B leading the way and John Newley, one of the best coaches in the league. But a good win by Idaho to knock off Weber State. Then on Saturday in women's basketball action in the Big Sky Conference, Sac State won at Portland State 70-58. to Northern Colorado at NAU was postponed, as was Montana State at Southern Utah. Idaho State gets the weekend sweep by beating Idaho 60-56. to And Weber State maybe coming back down to earth a little bit. Weber loses at Eastern Washington 56-52, so two straight losses for Weber State. And then we got makeup games tonight as well. Eastern Washington and Portland State is underway, probably actually just getting close to being finished. And then Idaho and Montana State, that makeup game today. And then tomorrow, Southern Utah and Northern Colorado play. So uh, probably got your head spinning right now. For most of the people listening to this show, Nuana's now ESPN Radio, or maybe watching SWX Montana Television, you likely mostly care about the Montana schools. Well, for the Montana schools, you got MSU playing tonight against Idaho for women's hoops. MSU also hosts Northern Arizona on Thursday and Portland State on Saturday. It's Portland State in Missoula against the Lady Grizz on Thursday and NAU in Missoula on Saturday. So that's your Montana docket for in-state games, and then, of course, the men's teams on the road at those respective uh, opponents. It is the Montana Basketball Hour, presented by the Advocates. The Advocates, they're always on your side. You can find out all the information that the Advocates might be able to help you with when it comes to any of your legal troubles at MontanaAdvocates.com. You may not know you need them now, but when then when you do... The advocates know that they'll be there for you. All you have to do is call them, 406-640-4444, no charge for any sort of consultation, and they will be able to tell you accurately if they can represent you 
in any of your personal injury medical malpractice type cases. Let's talk some high school hoops quickly. Missoula Hellgate, they remain rolling in both boys and girls basketball. Great win by Hellgate over Butte on Saturday, 72-62. Super balanced attack offensively for the Knights. Connor Dick led the way with 14 points. He's also an outstanding athlete when it comes to the football field. He's the starting quarterback for the Knights. Asher Top, who's having a great season so far, he chipped in uh, a dozen points. Griffin Kinch and Brogan Callahan each had nine points. And Easton Sant and Ian Finch, future Grizz receiver Easton Finch, that is, each had eight points. So a good offensive outing by the Knights. Cooper Klaubauer had 16 points to lead the Butte Bulldogs. And Cameron Gersey, the son of former Grizz receiver Scott Guernsey, he also had 14 points for the Bulldogs. Uh, but a good win by Hellgate. And a couple other AA results. Helena High beat Kalispell Glacier. Caden Hewitt, future Grizz quarterback, he's pretty darn good at hoops, too. He had 31 points last week. He had 18 points in the win over Glacier. So Helena continues to roll. They're definitely a contender. And uh, one other AA score for you from over the weekend, dominant effort by Helena Capital. The top-ranked Bruins remained undefeated with a 65-42 win over Kalispell Flathead. Braden Cook, a guy who we've had on this show and talked about on this show many times over the last couple years, he's the dude, man. I think he's one of the best players in the state, and uh, he continues to light it up. He had 26 points to lead the Bruins, and uh, they broke things open with a 23-8 third quarter. So, Helena Capital, they remain the top team in Class AA on the boys' side, and Braden Cook continues to light it up. Helena Capital still undefeated after taking down at Kalispell Flathead. In Class A, uh, a couple good results. Connor Kernow had 24 points to lead Dillon past Hamilton. That's a rivalry all the way around, both football and basketball. But Dillon's pretty tough, and I think that they're going to be a contender at the Class A level like they always are. But Connor Kernow's 24 points leads Dillon to a 57-51 win over Hamilton. Lewistown's got some great athletes right now. They got some of the best, uh, the best group of athletes they've had there uh, at Fergus County High School in, in quite a while. Uh, they were really good in football. They made it to the semifinals of the Class A playoffs, and they're rolling in basketball as well. They're the top-ranked team in Class A, and they just demolished Sydney over the weekend, 62-26. Fisher Brown, he is having a crazy start to his senior year. He must be averaging 25 points a game. He had 26 points uh, in this one, and uh, the Eagles, they led by 25 at halftime and never looked back. Probably the best Class A game of the weekend, just in terms of the, the rankings of the teams. Number four, Billing Central took on number five, Glendive, and the Rams. They posted a 49-43 uh, win, excuse me, 49-43 Central over Glendive. And uh, that was a good bounce back because Central had lost in overtime just 24 hours before. So, so a good bounce back um, for the Billing Central Rams and a good win over number five, Glendive. And uh, just a couple notable... Uh, marks from Class B just because the box scores were so insane. <laughs> I love some of the teams from the reservations. They don't need a shot clock. Give them a shot clock, they're going to be scoring 100 consistently. Harlem, pre-shot clock, continue ripping it up. They scored 93 against Box Elder, a quintessential up-and-down game at the Class B level. Got to love it. R.J. Ramon and Daniel Lawrence, 28 points each for the Harlem Wildcats. So impressive scoring output by Harlem as they take down Box Elder, beat them by 20. And then the last Class B result to share with you, Shelby beats Malta 70-65. The main cliff note there, though, future Grizz, Rhett Reynolds, one of the best players in small school high school basketball. He poured in 
39 points to lead Shelby. That is the highest single-game total by a high school player so far here uh, in the young high school basketball season. Snow on the roads, cold temperatures, and distracted driving, that's a recipe for disaster. If you've been injured or in an accident and it wasn't your fault, you're not alone. The advocates are on your side, and they will handle the details of your case. So all you need to do is relax and get better. No need to stress. Calling the advocates doesn't cost you a dime, so you have nothing to lose. Call today, 640-4444. How about a couple girls' high school hoop scores? Helena High, they continue to be pretty tough. Alex Bullock, the daughter of former Montana Governor Steve Bullock. He's had a couple uh, really good basketball players for Dodgers. Carolyn Bullock was also an outstanding player for Helena High. But Alex Bullock, she scores 13 points, and Helena High beats Cowspell Glacier 48-42. A good one between Cowspell Flathead, the fourth-ranked team in AA, and Helena Capital. And uh, the Braves, or excuse me, the Bravettes, they remain undefeated with a 46-44 win. Kennedy Moore led the way uh, for the Bravettes with 13 points. So Cowspell Flathead, they stay undefeated as does Missoula Hellgate. They're undefeated in both boys and girls basketball. The Missoula Hellgate girls, certainly one of the top state title contenders and probably the favorite in the Westerner AA. Over the weekend, Saturday, Missoula Hellgate's girls, they beat Butte 48-27. Alex Colville, who's both of her parents actually played for the Grizz once upon a time. Nate Colville's her father, former uh, Grizz basketball player and Lady Grizz assistant coach. Um, Alex Colville, she's a junior. She had 17 points to lead the Knights, and they remain uh, undefeated, so pretty impressive start uh, for Missoula Hellgate. And uh, probably the most impactful Class A result of the weekend, Dylan over Hamilton, 47-36. Hallie Fitzgerald had 15 points to lead the Beavers. So there you go. A little high school hoops for you here on the Montana Basketball Slash Football Hour. Let's make it the Montana Football Hour, and we'll do so next. Former Grizz is coaching in the NFL playoffs, and he helped his team get a huge win yesterday. A former Montana defensive coordinator is heading to the Frontier Conference. Oh, by the way, he's also the all-time leader in wins in Big Sky Conference history. And don't look now, Tommy Mallott. He's got some quarterback competition at Montana State. All that and more next. It's the Montana Football Hour presented by the Advocates. Keep it right here, ESPN Radio. Talk about Helena, Montana in that last high school hoops segment. Isaac Brock, lead singer of Modest Mouse, who you listen to right now. Once upon a time, he lived in Helena, Montana. He doesn't really claim it as his hometown, but he did go to some of his elementary and middle school there. So you can say he's sort of from Helena. Nuanas now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. I'm Coulter Nuanas. We're coming to you from the Northwest Motorsports Studio. Thanks for hanging out with us here on your Monday. Happy Martin Luther King Day. If you had the day off, awesome. If you didn't, awesome. Just please take a moment. Remember... A great man, but more than that, a great way of operating. Martin Luther King resonates so much, not just because of his media exposure or his transcendent way of speaking or even the, the horrific and shocking way in which he was, uh, in which he died or anything. 
he's remembered because his message is one of love. And, and that's one that it, it makes it possible for everybody. Because, you know, I hate to quote him, and Tommy is going to love this if he is by chance still listening. Like the Beatles used to say, all you need is love. Montana football hour. We did all sorts of basketball off the top. But let's talk some football quickly. Montana football hour. We said we weren't going to have any more this season, but we were continuing to do it because there's continuing to be football news. It's presented by the Advocates. You didn't deserve to be an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. You can call the Advocates today. 406-640-4444. Or you can visit them online at MontanaAdvocates.com. Couple things just worth noting, which we'll hash out later on this week. The Cincinnati Bengals, which by the way will break down all the NFL playoffs, hour number two, about 15 minutes away from the Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty Morningweg, longtime NFL coach, former Grizz quarterback. He'll join us here in studio uh, just after the five o'clock hour. So we'll talk about the ins and outs of the games then. But congratulations to a good personal friend of mine, as well as a great friend of this show. And one of Montana's favorite sons, Colt Anderson. The pride of Butte, Montana. The Butte Missile, as they used to call him, back in his playing days for the Grizzlies. He was an All-American player and then played in the NFL for almost a decade. Well, he's been a coach for the Cincinnati Bengals here for the last couple years. And yesterday, these Cincinnati Bengals, I guess it was Saturday, they won their first playoff game in 31 years. So congratulations to Colt Anderson and the Bengals. I got a text in to Colt. I know that they are feverishly working towards getting everything uh, all laid out for their playoff game uh, this upcoming week. They play the top-seeded Tennessee Titans on Saturday, the first playoff game of the four uh, this upcoming weekend. So congratulations to former Grizz, Colt Anderson, helping the Bengals get a playoff win. Also, another good personal friend of mine and uh, a friend of this show, longtime Big Sky Conference coach, first as an assistant on Don Reed's staff from 1986 through 1997, including as the defensive coordinator on Montana's 1989 SCS, or I guess Division I AA at that time, semifinal football team, and the defensive coordinator on Montana's 1995 national championship team, Jerome Sowers. He then used that success at Montana to get the head job at Arizona. Took that job in 98. He did not retire for 21 seasons, one of the longest tenures you will see in college football uh, anywhere. He had 125 victories during his time at NAU, made the playoffs four times, and uh, he's a good coach, and he's, he's done a lot of great work. I know he's a favorite of people around Montana. Well, guess what? He's back in Montana. Montana State Northern announces the splashiest of hires, man. You get a guy who's the all-time leader in wins in Big Sky Conference history. He's going to be a head coach in the Frontier Conference. I know Jerome's in his early 60s, 63 but he, he's a great recruiter, and uh, he's a hell of a football coach. So that's a big get by Montana State Northern. I've been texting with Jerome uh, today. I, I talked to him on the phone last week. He will join us sometime this week. He's just trying to get his bearings, trying to get his feet under him. and uh, But we'll definitely get some feedback from him as well. A couple of things I want to talk about real quick before we uh, turn the page to the NFL. First of all, the Billings Gazette reports that Tommy Mallott had surgery uh, on his injured lower leg injury. Sounds like it was exactly what we talked about with Dr. Michael Wright on the Sports Medicine Journal last week. An aversion high ankle sprain. So that's a high ankle sprain in which the victim's foot also gets caught in the turf, uh, accentuating the twist and the pull. 
or whatever happens to the tendons. So, uh, Tommy Mallott surgery probably will incur his spring football a little bit. But in a completely separate yet related event, Sean Chambers, Wyoming quarterback, now formerly Wyoming quarterback, he's transferring to Montana State. Why is this impactful? Well, one, you got a shooting star quarterback in Tommy Mallott who's actually only started four games in his whole career, even though he went 3-0 and to get Montana State to the national championship game. I don't know if we count the national championship game as a loss for Mallott as a starter because he played like five plays, but officially it counts as a loss. But either way, the guy's only started four games in his college football career. He is a rising star, a really good talent, but they also need some competition for him because Tucker Rovig on his way out of the program and uh, they got Sean Austin, who was a redshirt out of Idaho, and they got Casey Bauman, who's uh, never really played much, uh, the Nooksack Valley up in western Washington. So you bring in a transfer to try to, try to push him a lot, but this is even more intriguing because not only does Sean Chambers start 19 games at, at Wyoming, he was a starter from the time he was a true freshman. He went 3-0 and as a freshman, taking over that job. Guys like Tyler Vanderwall, who ended up at Idaho State, were sort of forced out of the mix at Wyoming because of Sean Chambers, but Sean Chambers could never get healthy. He was 13-6 and overall as a starter, only completed 49% of his passes. He did throw for 2,312 yards, 16 touchdowns. The thing that is the most compelling part about him, though, is the type of athlete he is. He rushed for 1,092 yards and 15 touchdowns on 222 carries, so about five yards per carry. When Montana State, ironically, was preparing to open the Brent Deegan era, at Wyoming, Chambers was the starter, and Brent Vegan told me this. He said he's a tremendous runner, and that's where it really started, but he's also a tremendous leader. Unlike any true freshman I've ever been around, by the way, Vegan coached Chambers during that true freshman year. He's a developing passer, and the gains he made between 2019 and 2020 were significant, but it just so happened that he only threw one pass in 2020 because then again, he got hurt again. So Chambers has had a hard time staying healthy. All that said, though, there's so much depth to this because on one hand, Malat's this rising star. You would never want to rob that momentum for him individually or that momentum he provides for your program as an in-state guy who is such a big-time star because of his butte roots, because of his style of play, all of the above. That said, he doesn't have that much game experience. He also doesn't have anyone directly to compete with him. I think if this last year is any evidence he loves the competition because he went from the fifth-string quarterback to the playoff starter quarterback. So uh, he he knows how to rise through the ranks. So I do think bringing in Chambers is going to challenge him a lot. But on the other hand, regardless of just how much success Montana State had, one thing I've learned that's so true over the last couple of years is men in leadership positions like to have their guys. ADs like to have their head coaches in place, especially in the revenue sports. Head coaches in football, they like to have their quarterback. So I'm not implying that Sean Chambers is going to get handed the job or have any preferential treatment when it comes to Tommy Mallott and the quarterback competition at Montana State in this upcoming offseason. But I do think it's interesting that Chambers does have so much familiarity with Vegan and likely with some of the offensive stuff uh, that Vegan wants to do. So, you know, if they play this right and they don't let the – sort of the exterior noise and conversation about this move get in the way or wash anything out, it's a good one because either Sean Chambers will just be really good and beat out Tommy Law, and then you'll just deal with the brunt of sort of the the, the feedback from the fan base on that, but then you'll have that to rest upon because if he's better than Tommy Law, that means he's really pretty pretty dang good. Or 
which I, the, the scenario I think is more likely, is this will push Tommy Mallott to be even better, and he can learn from a veteran guy who's also a talented dual-threat type guy, and uh, that will accelerate Tommy Mallott's development, and then all of a sudden, a much better Mallott, a much more polished Mallott, and all of a sudden, you are a conference championship contender, once again, if you're Montana State, if Mallott can take that next step. So th- we're going to hash this out a little more a little later on, probably get Andrew Houghton's thoughts on this as well. But I just think it's interesting that that is um, the scenario that's upcoming in Bozeman. We're going to have an elongated offseason. At least it's going to seem long and short at the same time because the last one it was like spring ball, fall ball, spring ball. When's the season coming? Now we have just this normal rhythm of things, at least hopefully, but we're going to have nine months to see how this all plays out with all these additions and subtractions and all that. Montana Football Hour presented by The Advocates. Call the Advocates today, 406-640-4444, or visit online at montanaadvocates.com. You didn't deserve to be an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. Last thing for you, we'll, we'll analyze this a little bit more tomorrow. The Grizz have now brought in four transfers, three from the NCAA transfer portal and one from the junior college ranks. Lucas Johnson, who started his career at Georgia Tech and then was most recently at San Diego State, he's a 6'3 grad transfer quarterback. He was the first to commit. Sawyer Rockinelli, it's either Rossinelli or Rockinelli. We'll ask him when we, we get him on the show. I have sent him a message, so he will be coming on to Juana's now sooner or later. He's a wide receiver uh, out of Washington, from Washington, from the University of Washington. He was second. And then over the weekend, the two most recent additions – Jaden Dawson, a cornerback from Idaho State, who I know Andrew was familiar with covering him uh, over in Pocatello. And then Robbie Whitehead, who's a um, junior college product from Grossmont JC. He's also a cornerback. So a couple new additions to the Montana secondary. I also know they had a group of guys on campus here in Missoula that were potential uh, mid-year transfer guys. I know they had a linebacker from Nebraska. I'm still trying to confirm which one it is because there's three former Nebraska linebackers in the NCAA transfer portal. I know they had a couple offensive linemen, including one that has close ties to, to the Grizz roster and the Grizz program. So those guys, they should be probably getting all, all smoothed out if they are going to come here because the semester at Montana, I believe it starts either tomorrow or Wednesday. So coming out of this holiday weekend, um, the spring semester starts, and a lot of times, most times, they want to have their mid-year guys on campus then. So four transfers so far for the Grizz, including two new ones over the weekend. Jaden Dawson, a cornerback from Idaho State, and Robbie Whitehead, a cornerback out of Grossmont, J.C. So there you have it, a mixed and mashed Montana basketball and football hour. We uh, we had to make it all work because we didn't have any hoops to break down and analyze. But it is proudly presented by the Advocates. You may not need them now, but when you do, know that the Advocates will be there for you. Call them at 640-4444 or visit MontanaAdvocates.com, reminding you that you deserve an advocate. Hour one in the books, hour two coming at you. The Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty, all NFL all the time. The playoffs are upon us. What a fun weekend it was. And it's not over yet. we got a game tonight as well. We'll break down the five results from over the weekend, talk some of the broad strokes of preparing for and navigating the NFL playoffs from a guy who coached in the league for almost a quarter century. And we'll also give you a little preview of tonight's game, Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty coming at you. Keep it right here. CSPN Radio. 
Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. Get Commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 